Welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. I am Allie. And I'm Rach. And we have recorded this intro now four times because we've been <laughs> hitting some technical snags. But Are you shocked? Yeah, we're not technical people. So, mm. Although I should be at this point. I did major <laughs> in music business, so I feel like I should know how to do this, but clearly not a professional. Mm-hmm. We are getting deep into spooky season. <laughs> we're getting closer to Halloween. Mm-hmm. I feel like the books are getting spookier. They are. I feel like the first two books we did were cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Eased us in. Yeah. Just a little sprinkle of witchiness. Yeah. Um, I felt like last week's book was a just a dip our toe into the horror. Yes. I agree Genre, which we normally don't dip our toes into. And Mm -hmm. then this one was. Scared the bejeez out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Very scared. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this week we are doing The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Okay. There's got to be a term for this, like the little reviews that are on the front of covers. Mm -hmm. This little little tidbit says, unique and haunting. And I was thinking, so a lot of the covers we've done this season are like art. Mm -hmm. That sounds very, I sound like an idiot saying that. But like they're graphic. They're graphic. Mm -hmm. They are illustrated. They're, this is a a, a, more of like a photo. Of Zendaya. (laughs) A haunting photo. It is a haunting photo. I still adore this cover because whoever this model is who is posing for this is the character. It's it's Mm -hmm. such a good cover. Yeah, we've nailed the covers this season for sure. They've been so good. I did. I wish the next author we have on, I want to really dive deep into mm-hmm. cover art. Do you have it in your head? Do you ask someone you know yeah, to do it? Does that's your true. publisher know what to do? Because it's so important. I mean, how many... I mean, there is an actual term for judging a book by its cover. Yeah. It feels like the most important thing. Yes. Like, your writing is second to your fucking cover i've picked up so many books from the cover especially when you're at like a used bookstore we go to mckay's a lot in town Mm -hmm. and i'm just grabbing books Mm -hmm. by their cover i have no idea what they're about i ain't got time to google it while i'm standing there Mm -hmm. with my children running around this giant used bookstore and i think about too when we were trying to plan our logo for the podcast Mm -hmm. it was so stressful and Mm -hmm. luckily my amazingly talented sister olivia hancock i get to meet her yes you haven't met her yet and she's coming in two weeks she's coming for halloween and we owe her big time we have to take her out for drinks we're taking her out (laughs) and we the stress i felt of not being able to convey what was in my head but knowing that there was something very precise Mm -hmm. that i wanted it to look like and she just nailed it beyond my wildest expectations i i mean in like one hour yes i feel like one night we just had too much wine and i was like i think she'd help us with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she nailed it i can't imagine spending and at that point we didn't even have a podcast yet we had an idea to make a podcast yep and that was kind of our first step (laughs) (laughs) the wrong first step the (laughs) podcast would have been great to do first but and then if you spent that much of your life writing a book mm-hmm. and I I don't know how it feels but I would imagine I may I did minor in creative writing mm-hmm. and any story you put out there probably the same with like musicians yeah it's your it's your baby for so long and you've dreamed of this moment 
someone's got to nail that art. Mm-hmm. It ha- it, the pressure would just be intense. My husband is a musician, and when he would create an album, so it could have been the label he was with or when he was just on his own, he himself. I mean, you have to create a package for this art mm. that you have created. And I'm not – I don't I've, I don't know any authors outside of Emily, and I don't want to, like, be insensitive to the difficulty it is to write a book versus an album. I don't right. know either, how to do either one. All <laughs> I can say is I have walked alongside of a musician who did this. And – it, it, there's so much pressure on, you know, the font size. Do you want someone to see your name? Do you want someone to see your uh, picture? Do you want someone to see just art? Like, is your a photo of you the most important thing? Right. It's crazy. Well, Alexis Henderson, whoever you worked with to find this model. Honey, it's And so get good. this whole image. It is ingrained in mm-hmm. my head for sure. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Kudos. So... Let's talk about the cocktail that we're drinking tonight. Mm. I'm going to take you – I think I've done this before. I'm going to take you on the journey of my thought process for the cocktail. So we'll get into the book a little bit more, but the very first pages, very bloody. There's a lot of sacrifice, Mm -hmm. animal sacrifice. Uh, Trigger warning. We haven't been great with trigger warnings. No, we have not. We – trigger warning for – there's animal sacrifice. There's – Rape. Is there? I think so. Yeah, there is. Oh. There's a, there's a lot of trigger warnings in a lot of the spooky The father seasons. has a lot of wives. Yes, that. that's true. That's true. That's true. Yes. So the very first pages, there's some animal sacrifice. And so my initial thought was, well, well bef- actually, my initial thought was just a witchy cocktail. You see mm-hmm. things on like Pinterest and TikTok. It's like witch's brew. and looks fun. Mm-hmm. All of them were with flavored vodka yuck no. draw a line it's not our thing or like midori melon no okay, I, kudos to you if you like those no i do not <laughs> no you, judgment but like not our thing you're making not making it for the masses i'm 36 i can't drink my body can't do flavored vodka and function the next day wait you're 36 37 nope 37 there you go I, I stopped counting after like 30 something. No. Well, I've just like come to terms with proudly being 38. And when you said you were 36, I'm like, no, I'm 37. Wait a second. Am I 37? I'm 37. <laughs> and I can't, can't do it. When I say come to terms, it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're proud to be mm-hmm. in our late 30s. Uh, so quickly moved on from that. Then I thought something bloody looking. Mm. They're all just grenadine. It was all just drinking grenadine. Yuck. Can't do that. Mm. I can do splash, but it was a lot. So then I kept thinking I wanted an earthy, woodsy, smoky, because mm. you'll you'll learn, well, hopefully you've read it already, as you know, mm-hmm. we spoil the book. When you said swampy, and swampy. then you like, that resonates with a scotch. Yeah. Like something... Peaty. Peaty. Yes. And one, then it was like, okay, they're all in this forest. So look at like foresty fruits. And then it was like, oh, they're in this like swamp. I want something like uh-huh. smoky and yeah, swampy. And I thought, I'm not a big scotch drinker. Every mm-hmm. now and then I can drink a scotch or like a peated something, but I don't know, man. So ended up kind of going with the whole fall fruit, foresty vibes. Mm-hmm. With this a smokiness. Delicious. And this is a bourbon cider cocktail. You've got some apple cider, some pomegranate juice, bourbon, uh, lemon juice, and honey. 
and then you actually smoke a cinnamon stick. So light it on fire, let it smoke, kind of like incense, and turn the glass upside down on top of it. So it gives it this kind of like smoky flavor in the glass. Very good. without like a complexity that I couldn't put my finger on. Yeah. Without it being, I I Mm -hmm. kind of want to try it with scotch. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go the whole way and try it. We don't keep scotch in our house. I have a, we have one bottle. I think we have scotch. Uh, we have one bottle of scotch. Mm. It's not always my favorite, but might have to try it next next round. But that's what we're drinking. Kind of a foresty, fallish cocktail. I also love a cider cocktail. I'm usually drinking a spiked cider or a mulled wine in the fall and winter. So uh, cheers. Cheers to the year Another, of the witching. The year of the witching. Ooh. All right, so let's jump into the summary. I love that we call what we do a summary, and really we just ramble for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's the best. In our heads, there's a format to this podcast. Mm-hmm. In practical, or in reality, there's not. The format is a rambling summary where we discuss a book. Like a real book club. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a book club. Yeah. We're doing great. Year of the Witching is about a young woman named Emmanuel. She lives in a very pilgrimy society, very puritanical, rigid, religious society. The name is Bethel. The yeah, the which, society's Bethel, mm-hmm, which sounds super puritany. I got village vibes. The M Night Shyamalan, oh, the village, yes. reminds me a lot of that. Yes, society. Mm-hmm. Picture that, mm-hmm. and you've got the right image in your head. Um, so in Bethel, there is one kind of supreme ruler, religious ruler, the prophet. Is that, do they they ever have a name or is he just the prophet? Oh, you know what? When they say the father, I'm thinking of the prophet. The prophet. Yes. The prophet. So his word is law. He is end all be all. Anything he says is true. Emmanuel's, the fact that she is allowed to exist in this society is just blasphemy really because Mm -hmm. she her mother well step back bethel is in the middle of the woods which is what gives it village vibes to me yeah it's it's this town surrounded by creepy dark dark witchy woods you're not allowed to go in them anyone from the outside that comes in are called outsider outsiders they're called I don't Something. remember. They have an uh, outcasts. Outsiders. Outcasts. Mm, I don't remember what people from... I They're called something. They're kind of put on the outskirts of town. Oh, not people from the outside, but people from the town that live on the outskirts. The outskirts, but they came from the out... They came mm-hmm. from outside the town originally. Yeah. Right? Gonna, you keep talking. I'm going to figure out. Okay. Where's your book? Right here. So her mother, Emmanuel's mother, had a, not an affair, but she had a relationship with an outsider of a different race that her family used to be very high up in this society. Her father, her grand, Emmanuel's grandfather was very close to the prophet, was high up in that order. She... Her mother, Emmanuel's mother, had a relationship with this outsider of a different race and became pregnant. The outsider was actually burned at the stake. Emmanuel's father was burned at the stake. And 
Emmanuel's mother essentially ran off into the woods and wasn't heard of heard from for most of her pregnancy. Her came, name was Miriam. Miriam. Miriam came back and seemingly had kind of lost her mind and wasn't in great shape. Mm-hmm gave birth, and then passed away. So Emmanuel has been raised by her grandparents. And was it Miriam or was Miriam her stepmother? Miriam was her mother. Okay. So she's raised by her grandparents. And her grandparents were cast down from this, their high-ranking point in society or Mm -hmm. high-ranking status in society and as she grows up, she is trying to worship the Father, as they would say, follow the holy protocol, be very submissive and devout. But there is something luring her into the dark wood, which is forbidden. So the dark wood is what surrounds Bethel. It is where the first prophet chased down and killed four powerful witches. So there's all of this fascinating lore Mm -hmm. and religious history to this town the way she describes each witch (sighs) is immaculate so good so good i I could have if i'm not a good artist but the how descriptive she was in describing each one i I wanted like i could have drawn it yes Yes. i wanted artwork of all of the witches Uh to hang in my house Uh during halloween (laughs) yes so good the spirits of the witches are still lurking in the woods and they bestow a gift on Emmanuel. So she has always wondered what her mother was like. No one talks about her. It is hush hush. She's always wondered and she ha- she ends up in the woods because like a sheep she's supposed to sell runs off. She follows it into the woods. She's actually she's, very like she holds tight to what she she's does. told to she do tries. and she does try to mm-hmm. s- stay true to what her parents have taught her to do. Yeah. And she ends up in the dark wood and encounters one of these spirits who gift her with the journal of her dead mother. And she is shocked. She sees, so she sees two witches. Oh, that scene is so creepy. She's two witches going at it yeah (laughs) and she's just standing there not knowing what to do and they see her at the same time i mean everything is so descriptive and i know that the way i made that sound isn't the way alexis henderson makes it sound because i am a (laughs) not a gross person with a (laughs) cackle in my voice but it is a beautiful scene Mm -hmm. super creepy but one of these one of the two witches hands her this journal and she runs away and um it's then that i'm sorry i'm taking the maybe no go 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 isn't that when the cursing starts after Mm -hmm. she's given the journal Mm -hmm. which is the only thing she has of her mother's i think she has a dress yeah but she's never met her she's you know she knows her her grandparents loved her mother Mm -hmm. and her grandfather seems to be like super super Mm -hmm. attached to her mother and is very expressive on how much he loved her Mm -hmm. mom which is really sweet but so she just like meditates on this journal every night and it's haunting yeah it's not a linear journal Mm. with complete thoughts Mm -mm. it's you can see someone like going further and further into a spiral yeah yeah Yeah. so then 
these curses start happening or plagues is what it reminds me of mm-hmm. on the town. I can't remember all of there's four of them. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Because they're I just when I was trying to find what it was called to live on the outskirts of town, I it is blood, blight, darkness, slaughter. <laughs> and each chapter starts with a different plague. Yes. So the last chapter starts with slaughter. Oh, She's like, God. motherfucker. I don't want to go to so sleep. Scary. <laughs> so, yeah, these, you know, and her mother is journaling that too, right? Uh-huh. So years ago, her mother has journaled blood, blight, darkness, slaughter. Mm-hmm. Her mother had journaled that. And then as she finds the journal, you see each one coming to fruition. And it's, she is, try, at this point, is still trying to do the right thing but is starting to also second guess what's going on with the prophet because the prophet is a creepy old man who has 50 million wives he's very most of them young jeff what's his name oh jeff something jeffries um yes it's very Mm culty it is he has a lot of younger wives her best friend leah goes off and marries the prophet she gets a glimpse into how what it that the prophet is not a good person mm-hmm. and is not doing great things and so she's trying to do the right thing by her religion but is also mad mad and is uncovering all of these potential untruths that she is coming to understand and at the same time has befriended and then started a little romance with the prophet's son who is next in line Ezra who's and, awesome who's awesome and mm-hmm. Ezra also does knows his dad is not the best and I feel like Ezra calls bullshit on everything yes. but and can do that because he's in a place of privilege 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 yeah. yeah so all of this is going on she is reading this journal of her dead mother she's you know befriending slash falling for Ezra her best friend has been married off to the prophet she's fascinated by the secrets in the diary She's struggling to understand how her mother could have consorted with the witches. Because in the diary, it seems like her mother, you know, delved into witchcraft full force. Ran into the woods and was – she's thinking maybe these witches aren't so bad. My mother Mm -hmm. obviously trusted them or befriended them in some way. Yeah. But then she – so she's beginning to learn all these grim truths about the church, its history. She starts to realize that the threat is really from Bethel – and yeah, it goes, it kind of spirals from there of her and Ezra trying to save their town and society and culture while also dismantling the evil that the prophet has put into place. Mm-hmm. They also, also think that the prophet is sick. Yeah. Like there's been multiple instances where he looks weak or mm-hmm. he looks like pale in color. Even mm-hmm. at the wedding of Leah, like Emmanuel remarks on how he definitely doesn't look well yeah something's happening he might be dying Mm -hmm. and you kind of think oh if he'll just die everything will be fine Ezra will take over it'll be fine right and so Ezra's mother is still alive Mm -hmm. she's one of the wives of the prophet living in something called the haven yeah where they all live it sounds miserable (laughs) it actually sounds better than the outside well, that's true. I guess if you're not, well, yeah. Under the circumstances they're in, it just seems like an awful time to live. <laughs> but Ezra's mom seems kind of lovely. Mm-hmm. She's really sweet to Leah 
when yeah i remember that leah tells emmanuel that ezra's mom is actually kind when all of the other wives are kind of bitchy mm-hmm. and clicky and jealous because leah is like the youngest newest bride mm-hmm. which is gross um but the other detail about what happens to Leah is Leah was actually the prophet had had sex with her before they got yes. married and which leads to her getting pregnant, mm-hmm. which seems like a tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> a powerful religious man knocks uh-huh. up a younger girl and then tries to hide it. And did she get sick from the pregnancy or do you remember? Because the prophet repents publicly of, Mm-hmm. betting having sex with Leah before they get married and that's all he's apologizes for yeah. but Leah dies mm-hmm. and I feel like Leah dying is kind of the tipping point for Emmanuel to mm-hmm. be like something's wrong I mean the tipping point could just be every single yeah. curse or plague that mm-hmm. comes about but or maybe it was Leah killed by one of the plagues I thought she died in childbirth Oh, you're right, because you're right, because um, Emmanuel's grandmother is a midwife, midwife, mm-hmm. and that's, she, that's why she brought Emmanuel mm-hmm. to all the mm-hmm. births. That's right. So it it ends up, there is a point in time in which Emmanuel learns that her biological father's mother is still alive and has mm-hmm. fled Bethel and is living in a town outside of the gates. Seems and, baller. Mm-hmm. The town seems great. And she thinks, if I can get there, I can under... So her mother, her grandmother on her father's side was involved in... She finds out was involved in like witchcraft and mm-hmm. maybe she knows something that can help us stop these curses. And she understands more of what happened to my mother. She flees, goes to find her, connects with her and she does give her some insight into how she's like you're gonna have to learn a ton this is not like an overnight thing uh-huh. uh you're gonna have to p- learn so much can't be done and very quickly everything just blows up i remember being like mm-hmm. oh my god it's all happening right now well I, ezra helped her leave the town yes and as she's leaving she saw ezra be overcome by the guards which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Distraught. I was too. I think we texted each other. And you texted me and you were like. Oh, that's right. If I was like, this Ezra is the- dies, like, I hate you. Yeah. And that's the end of this. Like, how Our dare you? over. <laughs> Make me read this book where Ezra dies. I totally forgot I texted you. Yeah. That. You didn't text me back, I don't think. No, because I, I will yeah. reveal things. if yeah. I. But anyway, the guards come and get her from this town anyway. And she gets back. Do you remember Ezra was like, had lied about his involvement? In, or was he a prisoner? When he was she a got prisoner. Back? Okay. Right? He'd been beaten up. Yes. Like, and it I just from remember. there, it's like there's so little left in the book at this point. I mm-hmm. had that moment of panic, which I have all the time thinking, uh-huh. oh shit, this is the trilogy. And I didn't realize there were two more books, mm-hmm. which we found out right before this. So I was pulling up. I read this like two months ago Uh and just wanted a quick refresher before the podcast, like a true professional Mm -hmm. and pulled up a, the Goodreads. My, Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. website. And it said Bethel number one. Yeah. And Allie is making our cocktails in the kitchen. I'm like, 
did you know this was a fucking series? <laughs> what? But I'm, I'm, She's like, no, we need, to, we need to settle this now. It There is going to be a sequel, but I don't care because yeah. it ended so this lovely. Ended, mm. This this tied up in a nice bow, but I panicked thinking. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to end. It's not going to end. And I messed mm-hmm. up. But it does. It all happens very fast. There's this like final crazy battle in the church mm. between all these creepy ass witches and the prophet. And you're like, I don't like any of these people. No. Where and then, yeah, yeah. There's this big witchy battle scene right in the end. Um, Lilith, when you say you want a painting of this, I get it. Yes, I can see it. Yes. Her, I remember her because it was all in the church, right? Uh-huh. The final battle, yeah. It's like a final battle mm-hmm. in the church. The, I mean, if you grew up in the church, the religious imagery, mm-hmm. oh, it creeped me out to my core. Everything about this book mm-hmm. disturbed me. But yes, there's this final battle, and essentially, uh, Emmanuel kind of succeeds in. <sighs> battling killing he she kills all of the witches she Uh kills lilith the prophet dies right the prophet dies and i thought ezra and her were left to make a new yes bethel Bethel. a better bethel and i felt like the the whole community was behind them maybe i feel like the witches were put in their place but maybe not killed which is maybe why there's going to be a sequel Mm. that's the i could be totally wrong because i also read this book Mm-hmm. A month and a half ago, with lots of books in between, it's the vibe I got. Or maybe it's going to be about a whole different. I would love a prequel. Okay, so the last part of the Google summary says Bethel is in its own darkness, and Emmanuel starts to understand that if Bethel is to change, it must begin with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. You can do it. So let me, I feel like that's our, it's a good summary. Mm-hmm. We didn't really end it very well. That's a good summary. We In, Rachel did air quotes. <laughs> air quotes a lot. I need to tell you, I, I think I've told you this story, but I just need, now that we've talked about this book, I need mm-hmm. to tell you again. Okay. I was reading this book in, I was on vacation in Alaska with my family. That and seems like we, a lifetime ago. It, it does. Mm-hmm. We are staying in a little yurt at a campground, and it's end of season in Alaska. So there's the campground is mostly empty. There's a handful of other campers there. And we're fairly close to the bathroom, but if you camp, you know the terrible feeling of you have to pee in the middle of the night as a girl, and you have to make that decision. Am I going to just go squat mm-hmm. <laughs> outside, or am I booking it to the campground bathrooms? My husband's still awake. We're still kind of chatting. So I was like, I'm going to go just run to the bathroom. And I have been reading this book. I've been lying in bed reading this book. This book, it's been a long time since I've read or watched anything that genuinely scared me. And this book did it. I was scared. So scared. And there's, Mm -hmm. you know, moose and bears and all sorts of things in this camp it's we're in denali there's like no light you can see nothing it smells like spruce trees too in this campground which is very cozy and delightful until you're reading a creepy book about witches in the woods (laughs) and then you don't want that smell in the night so i'm like okay allison you're a big girl walk Mm -hmm. to the bathroom walk calmly i'm 37 Mm -hmm. don't be scared so i'm walking 
and I'm tr- I'm actually having to think hard about not looking scared <laughs> and deep breathing and telling myself it's okay. I get halfway to the campground bathroom and there is a gentleman who is staying in his camper truck camper thing and he it's probably like 1:30 in the morning and he opens the door and no. shuts it. I take off running no. like a child to the I take off running to the no. bathroom. I was so he had to have laughed. He had to have seen me. He had to have thought it was hilarious. I ran all the way to the campground bathroom, text my husband and say, I'm not leaving this bathroom until you walk out. And I know that you're watching me walk back. I was so scared, which is a kind of a fun feeling at 37 to Mm -hmm. finally be scared of something. Scared of a ghost? Yeah. Scared of. Or like a. Lilith in the woods. It's Lilith, which we Mm -hmm. talked about Lilith season one. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, this book genuinely is scary. It Mm -hmm. is especially if you grew up in the church and all the religious imagery of like especially if you walk through the woods home at night it wasn't even woodsy it was like a full open campground and i was terrified terrified so every time i had to go to the bathroom after that i made my husband watch me walk so normally probably every time we've ever podcast i don't drive because we drink cocktails and we live two houses down the street yeah it's it's just why I knew you were reading this book tonight. And so to get to my house, the quickest way, there is a longer way, but it's really cold in Nashville today. So the quickest way is to walk through, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but there's this little, there's two bridges and there's this little like little foresty island patch you have to walk through before you get to our friends that live behind Allie's house. It's tiny. Like it's so tiny, but it is. It should not scare me, but it's woodsy and the lights plays really spooky tricks on you. I drove tonight. Oh, yeah. I drove tonight. And I'm going to go real slow. And I... <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I don't blame you. When you just said that, I thought, oh, no, I have, we have to like... No, I don't I'll walk, walk with you halfway. Yeah. And then we'll be on the phones with each other. Yeah. I couldn't do it after yeah. talking about this book. I've also decorated the woods to be extra spooky. I have um, like ghosts hanging. And okay. there's... I don't... I think I told you about this. That last week when I was walking over to podcast, I, I knew you had told me that... And you should even showed me where you'd put the skulls in the tree. And it was really fun and gonna scare our kids which is the real goal because it's fun for us and it's fun for them it's this is only gonna last for so long Mm -hmm. we're gonna make the most of it but um so i just forgot so i had my flashlight on and i thought i saw a shadow moving Mm -mm. on your side of the island and i put my flashlight up like scared to death like what would cause a shadow if it's not like someone thinks it's gonna be dangerous to me and all I see is your tower of skeletons embedded in a tree. Like, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, on what planet does this happen to anyone else? <laughs> they're scared of a shadow. And they're <sighs> greeted with something less scary that's a tower of skeletons. So I walked Rach's, Rach's son is four. <laughs> and we were watching him over here the other night. And I was like I'll I'll walk him back to your house and put him to bed before you get home so we have to walk oh. through the we have to walk through the haunted woods to get to his house and he is unfazed and I told him we got to walk through the scary woods Josh my husband I was like Josh will protect us he'll watch us and he goes Josh doesn't need to protect us and I was like okay so we walk through the haunted woods he is just pointing out every creepy thing he's like oh the skulls the ghosts it's all fun this kid is unfazed by spookiness. He's unfazed. We get all the way back to your house, 
And I say, home sweet home. And Riv says, home sweet nightmare. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so creeped out by you right now. He sleeps with... So Allie and I have been making... If, all if, sorts of decorations. Just also, but one is these skeletons that are in these laundry baskets that we've sprayed black. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a Dollar Tree. We yeah. need to take a tour of the island. Yeah, like we, we should. Talk about we should. so much that it's it's so special. But you made a couple. Mm-hmm. I made a couple, and my son did not want me to put them on the island. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want them hanging in my room. <laughs> like. Well, that's terrifying, but sure, because I'm a cool mom. Uh-huh. I'm not your regular mom. And he also has an Alexa nightlight that I, uh-huh. he picks a new color every night. Until he had to be red. Oh, yeah. It had to be red. And it had this creepy caged skeleton hanging <laughs> in the corner of his room. My parents watched him one night. Just like, what is happening? Like, I don't... They I don't know all what. love spooky things. I love Halloween, and somehow this all happened. All of our friends' kids. Uh-huh. Even we have one friend who has the sweetest little daughter who oh is goodness. just an angel of mm. a child. And in my head, she was going to be the one who wasn't a creepy mm-hmm. kid who loved like spooky our things. Our boys would scare her, and she would... Or they would just grow to protect her. Yeah. And they would, nope. nope. She loves the creepy things. Mm-hmm. Wants to wear skeleton pajamas. Named yeah. her fr- skeleton friend. We had a bonfire at their house. Mm-hmm. And she asked her mom and dad if they could bring out the skeleton. So they have a full-sized, human-sized skeleton. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to meet it. And I'm just like, our kids, man. man. <laughs> when my mom came to town the other week, she's like, I was not into Halloween like you guys are. Like, no, you fucking were. <laughs> That's and why you're we remembering went- it differently. But we've swung that pendulum the other way. Yeah. No, I loved it. So I want my son to love it. And now we have the internet to help yeah. us. You didn't have that. You were very creative. I commend you. Yes. Good job, mom. Yes. Now here's my turn. <laughs> this is my rendition of Halloween. It is so creepy. Part of the reason I think personally this author, Alexis Henderson, is so good at writing these creepy stories is she is from Savannah, Georgia and lives in Charleston. Savannah is, if I was going to live anywhere else in the United States, it would Mm -hmm. be Savannah or that area. Mm -hmm. It is the creepiest town. It is such a creepy, ghosty, you get weird vibes there. You love them. Yeah. But you're creeped out. I had my husband and I, I'm going to say this and you're going to think I like bought into some like travel cheesiness, but I'm going to win you back. So my husband and I were in Savannah and Savannah or Charleston. I think it was in Savannah. Yeah. And we bought a haunted ghost tour. It was a haunted pub crawl actually. Yes. And we knew it was going to be kind of touristy Mm -hmm. but it sounded fun at the time and i think it was the cheapest one we could find it was hosted by the tour guide was a local professor and he was the he was the best tour guide he's like you know what i'm not gonna give you all that shit that any other tour guides can give you i'm not gonna tell you like made up stories i made up Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna tell you like that's so stupid but i'll tell you some actually horrific things that happen here and I'll bring you down into some cellars and some places that are just spooky. It was so great. Really? Just like a, it was a history tour of like, Actual because so much of the Civil scared. War was fought in Savannah. 
and Spanish flu was awful there. Yes. So he brought that up where they like helped people that were sick and some of like this brewery cellar. Like this doesn't feel great. Mm-mm. It was, it was the best ghost tour. Cause I felt like, huh. Oh, these are like actually really terrifying things that happened. And it was great. Yeah. It was really, really. Savannah is a gr- It's such a good town. If you've mm-hmm. never been, haven't even thought about going, think about it. Mm-hmm. It is so good. We did not do a ghost tour. My husband and I lived on a boat for a while and we were in Beaufort, South Carolina is so between Savannah and Charleston for quite a significant period of time and sailed south. So we were in Savannah for a bit and we were dirt poor living on this boat making zero dollars <laughs> in income and we wanted to do a ghost tour and couldn't afford it so we just would follow ghost tours they had walking oh tours everywhere and we would just like <laughs> kind of follow and like try to catch a story from this one and that one i remember them talking about spanish flu and the plagues that have hit savannah and how there were so many savannah was like a giant graveyard and so they they like just paved over it. So all of Savannah mm-hmm. was essentially, you're just walking on old cemeteries. And the, it's like cemetery, on sea level. It's sea level. Yeah. It was like, ooh, I remember walking and just being like, I'm creeped out. Uh-huh. We toured Bonaventure Cemetery, the big one uh-huh. on the river. It was, it does I, not feel okay. I love a cemetery tour. No, I mean, a cemetery is fine, but building it. Oh, yeah. We also boated past it. We drove our boat past it later after we did the tour. And I remember thinking, these are precariously close. It's like on this Mm -hmm. cliff up on the... Okay. Like you look up on this like wall on the river and there's just all these graves. It's it's crazy. But I feel like she is so probably deep. I don't know, Alexis, if you're listening. (laughs) I don't know. But it feels (laughs) like if you're from somewhere like that... You are going to write great There's horror. Like something very spooky about moss. Yeah. Hanging Great from, from the trees. Tree. Oh, that just it elicits spookiness oh, to me. I know. She has other books and I want to I want to read them immediately. So, oh yeah. She just came out with a new book. It's uh-huh. called House of the Hungry. Or no. Ha- House of the Hungry? No, it's something hunger. We haven't yeah. read it yet, but it looks so good. House of Hunger. House of Hunger. So she has a new book out. It's about vampires. It looks like it from the cover. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I was most impressed about with this book, this is, we've read so many good ones. Mm -hmm. This one was the world building. It wasn't even world building. It's the religion building Mm -hmm. in such a short-ish. I mean, this is not a huge heavy read. No. The, The world she was able to create and the depth of the religion she was able to create this cover is very spooky uh yeah <laughs> house of hunger we're we should uh-huh. maybe a good like oh yeah maybe a good wintery book mm-hmm. good day. but yeah she was the i i was so impressed by the even it was all clear mm-hmm. it wasn't I wasn't confused ever. I didn't ever feel like there was a plot hole or no. something that was missing or, yeah. It was so well done. Even This is I her think, debut novel. Mm-hmm. But even though she expanded to one town up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're building this in a world that's imaginary mm-hmm. anywhere, incorporating other pieces, which kind of made me feel like it was like the village. Yeah. Exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 
what's beyond this these gates uh-huh who knows people leave and in the go? village it's just our world yeah in this one there's a whole other mm-hmm. world yeah oh it's so good it's so good it's so spooky i loved this one mm-hmm. we've read so many of them like i'm gonna reread this every halloween this might yeah. be another one or just read the same <laughs> books every halloween i'd bust them out and talk about them again every halloween so i meant to say this at the front and i think in the future we'll probably start being more organized. yeah we're trying to get we're trying to get our stuff together one day we will probably not who knows <laughs> a meat statement that a goodreads commenter had said her name was nilifer said a handmaid's tale meets salem witch trials Ooh, oh yeah i get that i get yeah. that Oh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. So I love a good it. meat statement. Yes. And We're now obsessed with those. Uh-huh. Yep. So I I did have some, some casting, if we want to get into the mm. casting. I already know, so don't worry about it. You, <laughs> I knew you were going to – your your BFF, your favorite. <laughs> you BFF. love her. Do you know? I had a different one for Emmanuel. So I had Yara Shahidi. She's in okay. blackish and grownish. Oh, dang. She looks like a rad person, yeah. too. She looks like a lot of fun. So Yara Shahidi is who I had for Emmanuel. I think she would be fantastic. I also had a very, very clean, clear image for Leah, mm-hmm. and that was Elle Fanning. Oh. So I pictured. 100%. Do you think it's because the name Leah? Maybe, but I something about the name Leah. I've cast her as other conjures a blonde. I cast, I cast her in something else. I don't remember what it was. I love the show she's in about Catherine the Great on Hulu. It's like a, it's like comedy. It is. I hear what you're saying, but are you saying Twilight? No, <laughs> no, I did not. You probably cast her from Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> I I've pictured her as so many characters. Mm-hmm. She's she's great. That's how I pictured. I pictured the prophet. Ooh. As Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh my God. I, I love Christopher Walken, but I can see him as being a repulsive, like, cult yes. Leader. Yes. Yes. Christopher Walken like, as the prophet. Compelling, but repulsive, but. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. I love him. He's so iconic. Uh-huh. And speaking of growing up in Christian churchy households. If you ever watched Sarah Plain and Tall, did not. Are you serious right now? No, we were non-denominational. That doesn't matter. You never watched Sarah Plain and Tall? No. I'm going to force you to watch that with me very soon. I also soon. did not court. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not have a promise ring. <laughs> I'm shocked you never watched Sarah Plain. Okay, I'm going to make no, you I watch watched it. Lots of other stuff that was about like the planes. Oh my god, it's so good. I liked right. Medicine Woman. Oh, okay. You are going to love – you're going to love it. it. It holds up. I've watched it as an adult. Oh. But Christopher Walken mm-hmm. is the dad slash the, – he's, he's the dude in Sarah Plantall to okay. me. And oh, he will I, always I know be Christopher that. Walken is too. Like, I know, but I if you he... don't – he is this person to me. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like the love interest in Sarah Plantall. Okay. I haven't seen it, so I don't know what so you're So I do struggle about. seeing him as a creepy – actually, oh, okay. sh- he, was, he does play a great creepy guy, but I struggle because to me he's just like – he could play this character, and I would still love him as a person, I know, I but know. he'd do a really good job. I can't move on from the fact that you've never seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Christopher Walken. 
the prophet. Okay. Ezra, who is not, this is not the exact description given, but I pictured Logan Lerman. I know. We, you had, we had, I heard you Googling this. Yes. And if, Does he have if, blue eyes when or When I say brows? like, how can you hear someone Googling it? Allie Googles loudly. I talk out loud. Blue eyes. Oh. I'm Percy a, I talk Percy a lot. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Logan Lerman, right? <laughs> I talk out loud a lot. Uh, it's yeah. my pictured. And mm-hmm. I don't actually think it matches up with the description, but that's definitely my pictured. Mm-hmm. He seems, he has like a kind, he has a kind face. And you picture someone like a. And he could like be a, kind of like smart assy, which yeah. I feel like that's where it is. Like I feel like he could hit all those notes. He could hit those notes. Uh-huh. Did you have anyone besides? No. Okay. Allie and I talked about this, I think offline. So I did all of our fan casting and I probably didn't involve you as much as I could have, but there was just so many fan casts and I was in Portugal for mm. part of the time. Mm-hmm. I am just... You're fan casted out? After Akatar fan casting, I am oh. fan casted out. Fair. I'll Someone criticized our fan cast. And she was like, I forget what the person had said. And I, even when she wrote it, there was like a tinge of hurt, but it's like, listen, honey, this is my... 14th fan cast <laughs> feelings aren't hurt she had said i forget who it was it was one of the i think it was one of the bat boys and she had said you misunderstood the assignment these characters are in their 20s mm, and I have feelings about that. normally i will like get butthurt about it for a bit think about how to respond in a kind way i always try to do that and the first thing i thought of was I still like, I stand by my response. It was really funny. I was like, well, 30s are the new 20. <laughs> it's also just a fact of life. Question mark. I did a question mark because if, I'm that unsure of myself. Yeah. But yeah. If you're in your 20s, you're going to envision these characters in their 20s. If yeah. you're in your 30s. We've talked about it here, but people yeah. on TikTok don't know like nuance. That's also, funny. like I get it. I did misunderstand. If the assignment was fan casting perfectly, yeah, I miss, I'm we definitely misunderstood. So I'm happy to take for you to take the brunt of it, even though I just fan cast the day. As always, <laughs> she's your girl. She's my girl. Yes. So this is, I think, for both of us, this is a highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Share this with your friends, Alexis Henderson. I am obsessed with you. You also look like the coolest. I want to be your friend. Follow I want to come her visit you in Savannah. Yeah, she. Dang, um, such a good first. While we were Novel. podcasting, I ordered House of Hunger. Did you? Oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Okay. I got to order it. Okay. I got to order it. We're going to have some I spooky. could just borrow yours now because you now have the fancy stamp. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about <laughs> it? I can't take a picture of it because it has my last name. And I wouldn't want my professional life to be embarrassed by this podcast. Oh, I told people today in a work meeting. I was like, y'all listen to my podcast. I am super professional, Allie. So you got don't, it. <laughs> don't expose me. Allie got me the most thoughtful birthday gift it was a seal maker that has this book belongs to rach from the library of oh from the library which is my favorite part oh my god from the library my library is since we started this podcast it has become expansive yeah i want to own i want i'm i've read one book that I also owned, but it was because I was traveling. I read it on ebook and e-reader, and it was a fine experience. Mm-hmm. I love reading a book. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love turning the pages. And I, I, I love, borrow like, yours quite often because you buy them all, and I tend to mm-hmm. check them out from the library or you know mm-hmm. Libby or whatever. 
And oh. I was like, I, I have to get her a seal so I know which uh-huh. ones are hers. So she gave it to me last night. And we actually have a friend staying in our guest room that has all of my books in it. I like cannot wait to go in there and just seal Stamp them all. Them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great gift. If you were thinking about... The best gift. I even thought for someone getting married, uh-huh. for it to say like from the library of and then their last name. Yeah, Would be such a good wedding mm-hmm. gift. 10 out of 10 recommend that present. But yeah, yes, stamp the books. So I can keep borrowing them without Mm -hmm. feeling guilty. So yeah, that we highly recommend Year of the Witching. Such a good book. Next week, we will be back with The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. Oh, the cover, man. Mm -hmm. So good. So this, if you're wanting to, you're not sure about whether or not you want to read it, it is a standalone fantasy. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was more fantasy than I was Used to, Used would to, pick up naturally. But so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought about this one for a long time. Yes. Cannot wait to talk about it with you. Very immersed in this uh-huh. one. So Wolf in the Woodsman next week, we'll be back with that. And yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. Hope you are too. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You don't have a good little Again, ending? No. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of The Book Report with Allie and Rach. You can find us on Instagram at Book Report Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at, at Book Report Podcast. And if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at thebookreportpod at gmail.com.